It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Got your phone. It's time to react to L.A. Clippers basketball. This is Clippers Talk. All the chat. Reaction and analysis hosted by Adam Oslin. You know he's feeling good. Take the show with you anywhere you are and... Go Clipper Nation, baby. Get the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. And now your host... He makes everything happen. Adam Oslin. rockets in flight. Friday night delight. As the Clippers find the launching pad from three, they would hit six in the last six minutes against the Houston Rockets and go on to win 126 to 109. Thank you, Sam Zia, for indulging me with my stupidity. Welcome into Clippers Talk, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is the phone number here on Clippers Talk. Coming up on the show, we have postgame audio from T. Lou and the players. William Updike from Locked On Clippers will be here as well, and we'll get to your phone calls. Also, you can get to me at follow Adam A on Twitter. This was a wild game. In many ways, and I'm not going to say the Clippers played their best, but I will say they handled their business late without Patrick Beverly, who we found out an hour before tip-off, broke his left hand yesterday in that 10-point victory against the Phoenix Suns. He's out, people are saying four to six weeks, but at this point, we really don't know. Hopefully, He's been a fast healer in the past. They called him the Wolverine when he was with the Houston Rockets because he came back from a meniscus tear in about two weeks once. Hopefully he is back before the playoffs start, which are in about seven weeks. But no Rajon Rondo in this one. Still has that sore hip. No PG-13. Still has that sore right toe. No Serge Ibaka still dealing with that lower back injury. And the Clippers still win by 17. In a game where they led by just five with seven minutes left. But when I say handling your business, I'm talking about the three-point barrage that went down from the 5.30 mark through the rest of the game. The Clippers went from being up seven to Patrick Patterson hitting a three, then Nicholas Batum hitting a three, Kawhi Leonard hitting a three, Kawhi Leonard hitting, hitting another three, Reggie Jackson, who was spectacular, hit a three, and then Terrence Mann finished it off. Six threes in the last six minutes. They got back up by 22. They win by 17. They just put the Houston Rockets away when they needed to. They stopped playing with their food, which is one of the new analogies that people like to use all the time. <laughs> I see it all the time on Twitter, but... 
it wasn't their best, but it was good enough. And Houston, they're pesky. They gave a spirited effort, and they actually caught fire from three in the second half themselves. But the Clippers said, this is what we do over here. No one does it better when it comes to shooting the three ball. As they're shooting almost 42% on the season, they went 19 of 37. That's 52% from three. But things didn't start off well. They were down 10 after the first quarter, after they were up by six early. There was a quick turnaround, and I sent out a maybe a regrettable tweet involving the Dumb and Dumber gif with, uh, <laughs> I think this would, uh, well, let's just say someone was trying to get even and keep someone occupied, and uh, it was a game of runs, okay? I'm going to put it that way. And the Clippers went on one of the craziest runs that I have seen in a long time in that second quarter. And they went on a 41-5 to run on the Houston Rockets. They went from being down 14 early in the second to at one point being up 23. That is a 37-point turnaround, and it happened within nine minutes. The second quarter did not start off well. D-Cuz, DeMarcus Cousins, the former Houston Rocket now, he entered the game and had three turnovers in 45 seconds. It was rough. Now, he ended his outing with a three-pointer. But Terrence Mann, who was a plus 18 off the bench and went 7 of 8, absolutely lit the fuse for them to go on a run like that, making great plays, going to the basket. But in that first half, he started things off with a quick layup, then found Nicholas Batum, who had a very good game, for a layup cutting through the lane. Then he had a wraparound pass to Pat Pat, who would miss the layup, but it was a spectacular pass by Terrence Mann. He also had a tip rebound to Avica Zubats, who would throw it down. But of course, Reggie Jackson, who started off 7 of 7 and 5 of 5 from distance and had 17 points in that first half, what a special performance from Stay Reggie, (laughs) Action Jackson, who was like the Falcon out there with the glasses on, the goggles, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Maybe Winter Soldier was T-Man. Maybe it was Kawhi Leonard. But Reggie Jackson has been so good for this team all season long, and you could say he's been their starting point guard because, unfortunately, Patrick Beverly has just not been able to stay healthy. And Reggie Jackson has filled the role. And I said this tongue-in-cheek, even though I mean it, but you wouldn't have thought this coming into the season. It's steady, stay ready, Reggie Jackson. He, All the erratic play and the YOLO type stuff that we saw with him getting in transition, going back to last year and at the beginning of this year, he's tightened it all up. He still had seven assists. While he was scoring, he was getting guys involved. He led them. He was a plus 29. But this was his season high scoring-wise for the Clippers and they needed every bit of it because Houston had made their runs. Again, just a five-point game at one point in that fourth quarter. They had a bad foul to end the third quarter. Kawhi Leonard, who obviously is a premium defender, a premier defender in this league, a two-time Defensive Player of the Year award winner, just had a bad play on a three-pointer that went down. A four-point play was converted, and then Terrence Mann fouled, fouled DJ Augustine to start off the fourth quarter. Who didn't make the three, but he would hit all three 
free throws. So Houston pushed them a little bit. The Clippers were undermanned, but they had Terrence Mann. And they were able to close things out in style against the Houston Rockets team that just beat the Dallas Mavericks the other other night. You can't take them lightly. They have talent, and they have a lot of guys that are playing hard right now to try to earn more minutes because of how much turnover they've had on this team uh, throughout the last three to four months now, where at one point they had lost 20 in a row. But as Noah Eagle pointed out, Christian Wood missed 17 of those games, and he's good. I can't believe they got him for that contract. I can't believe Detroit didn't match. I, I, I can't understand it. It's crazy to me. Also nuts that Shaquille O'Neal had no idea who he was until they finally had a game on TNT and they won in postgame. Christian Wood kind of famously, uh, or uh, at least it went viral on Twitter, called Shaq a casual. <laughs> but Christian Wood had 23 points, but just three rebounds. Abitza Zubots had seven. He led them in rebounding, had eight of his 10 points in the second quarter was active, had a big throwdown that I think was blocked by Christian Wood, but he got it back, got the offensive rebound, and put it in. There were some hustle plays. There were some, I guess, miscues offensively, but the Clippers ended up with just 10 turnovers after they had five alone in the second quarter. They had six at the half, and that was one of my keys. You just can't let a team like the Houston Rockets, and they have some young legs, but you can't let them feel good about themselves by getting easy points in transition. On the other side, Houston had 14 turnovers. Once again, the Clippers have been really good turning turnovers into points. They had 24 points off of those 14 turnovers. Typically, a point per turnover is pretty good. 24 points, well, that's real nice. Shout out, Don McClain. <laughs> Clippers win by 17 over the Houston Rockets. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Coming up next, we got postgame audio from T. Lou, and hopefully we'll hear from Reggie Jackson as well. Clippers make it four straight. They're 36-18 on the season. They got Detroit at Staples Center Sunday night. We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland, and this is AM570 LA Sports. This is the official home of your LA Clippers. Avica Zubots detonates on the rim. The home of the Clippers. Don't get it twisted. This rush is mine. Mother Stat of What you heard? Safe Harbor, my man. R.I.P. DMX. Clippers win tonight by 17 over the Houston Rockets in a game where they assisted on 66% of their made shots. They had 31 assists to 48 made shots. Kawhi Leonard led them with 31 points. He had eight points during a 45-second span right after he was injected back into the game at the five- or six-minute mark. Of the fourth quarter, the Clippers would open things up. It was just a five-point game late in the fourth, but they hit six three-pointers in the last six minutes. Kawhi Leonard hit two of them. Terrence Mann had one. Pat Pat got things started. Terrence Mann, though, in that third quarter, I thought also made some really key, heady plays. Remember, he finished seven of eight. He led them with nine assists. He had five points and four assists in the span of about four minutes in that third quarter when it was just an eight-point game. He found Nicholas Batum for a three-pointer. Then Mann hit a three-pointer off a great pass from Kawhi Leonard. Touched the paint, sprayed out. 
Then a steal by T-Man led to a Morris layup, and then he had a layup of his own in traffic. Just that instant energy. They have needed so much of that this season with Patrick Beverly, unfortunately, um, being snake bit by injuries. And he could be out anywhere between four and six weeks, but uh, it's uh, undetermined right now how long he'll be out. But the playoffs start about seven weeks from now. But that left fractured hand, we found out about that about an hour before the game. The Clippers, though, they found a way to pull away late. They win by 17 when things could have gotten dicey. We saw what happened against the Orlando Magic recently. Sometimes a wounded team like this, a team that's lost a lot of games, a team that is missing John Wall tonight in the Houston Rockets, they can be a dangerous team. They can sneak up on you and bite you. That didn't happen. The Clippers absolutely showed a lot of composure late to put them away the way they did with hot three-point shooting. Before we hear post-game audio from Coach Lou, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on AM570 LA Sports. This is LA Clippers basketball. AM570 KLAC Los Angeles. 98.7 KYSR HD2 Los Angeles. And iHeartRadio station. Sam and I are both in disbelief. <laughs> Heads exploding by the fact that I remember to get that ID in time. All right, here was Coach Lou after the Clippers make it 4-4. Four, four. Straight wins. Hey, Ty. Uh, so you guys are a month into the post-All-Star break period, and you got a month left basically until the playoffs. Like, where do you feel like this team is uh, since you started the post-All-Star break, and, and what things are you looking for between now and uh, – over this next month? Um, I think we're in a good place. You know, I think we're, you know, um, once we get healthy and kind of see what we have, but I like for the most part, I like the, you know, we're, we're building the right habits. I think after the all-star break, I defensively, uh, we really turned the corner. And, um, you know, offense, we just continue to keep working on the things we've been working on. And, you know, um, like I, I think we're in a good place right now. Like I said, we have a month, like month, month and a half left. And we got to keep getting better, but I like where we're at right now. And would you would you describe that second quarter as, as among the best of the season, uh, uh, turning a thirteen a, a fourteen point deficit into a twenty three point lead? Yeah, I think so. I th- you know I thought our second unit came in and gave us a great boost. You know Terrence Mann, uh, Pat Patterson, you know Nick Batum, even Amir. They came in and um, they really you know set the tone for us defensively. I thought in that second quarter and just moving the basketball, attacking early, getting out in transition, you know getting stops and. To hold a team of 10 points, you know, in the NBA, that's a pretty good, a pretty good quarter. And I really had eight if, if we didn't foul at the end of that, uh, at the end of the quarter, we gave them two free throws. But, you know, for the most part, you know, on a back-to-back and games we've been playing shorthanded, I thought our bench really came in and did a great job, you know, along with Reggie Jackson giving us the start that he gave us. Go to Andrew. Hey, Ty, uh, speaking of Reggie, I know that going into this year, um, you know, you guys had told him you were pretty blunt with him about what his role might be, how it might go. Some nights there might be no minutes, some nights there might be a lot of minutes, and he was just gonna have to stay ready. How did you see him sort of receive uh, kind of that straight talk you gave him in free agency, and how he's kind of taken that and run with it literally this year and played so well? Oh, he was great, and I just think the communication for him is is, is huge, and um, he handled it the right way. And you know, with the injuries we've had, he's stepped in and he's done a great job. And um, that's why when we had our whole team back and uh, Pat Bailey came back, you know, we, we still played Reggie and um, 
told him the role he was going to be in. You know, now the circumstances are different, but he's always stayed ready. You know, him and Pat Pat, uh, when the number's been called, they've been ready to play. And so, um, but him starting right now, you know, for, for the long haul, all the way on Pat to return, um, we need him to continue to score and be aggressive and attacking the basket and then making plays for other guys as well. And then just how would you kind of just describe your last 24 hours? I mean, you had such a big win last night. Uh, a big blow this morning with Pat, and then it's like such a roller coaster game tonight. Just like, does you feel like you kind of been through the ringer? <laughs> it's all part of the NBA, you know, and um, you get used to it. But like I said, I was just proud of our guys, you know, because you know, we could have very easily had a letdown like we did in the Orlando game, and we talked about that, you know, before shoot around, before walkthrough today, and um, you know, got out to a slow start. You know, give those guys, you know, credit. You know, I told. Uh, Coach Silas said he's done a great job of just trying to build that culture and having young guys that play and compete every single night. And you saw that tonight, you know, when they came at us. So, um, you know, we just got to keep building habits. Like I said, just finding ways to win when we have guys out and, um, you know, just continue to keep building, you know, good habits. Thank you, Ty. Miriam, you can go ahead. Hey, Ty, I want to ask about Reggie as well. I mean, he he's never shy to put up a shot, um, it seems. But when he's got it going, like he's got it going in recently, and especially obviously tonight, what's that do for him? What's that do for like his teammates' confidence in him? Um, the team has a lot of confidence in him, you know. And um, we need Reggie to be aggressive and scoring the basketball. You know, that's what he can do for us. And like I said earlier, with the absence of Lou, you know, he's gonna have to take that um, that role for us. And um, you know, just, just being aggressive, tagging to the basket, taking his open shots, and then also making the other guys better, you know, having seven assists tonight as well. So um, he can do all he can do all those things, and we're going to need him to continue to do that for us as well. There was Coach Lou postgame talking about Reggie Jackson there. He started 7 of 7, 5 of 5 from 3. His first miss was at the 9.06 mark of the third quarter. Earlier in the quarter, he had a ridiculous reverse layup, an and one. He did miss that free throw. He had another spectacular layup in the fourth quarter. And I think something that people are forgetting when you're talking about Reggie Jackson is when he first came over last season, he had been dealing with a back injury with the Detroit Pistons. This season, like a few different Clippers, he has shown much more bounce out there and explosiveness. And tonight was obviously no different. He goes for 26, his season high. The Clippers win 126 to 109 over the Houston Rockets. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. William Updike also will join me from Locked on Clippers. And we're looking for Reggie Jackson post-game sound. Goggles Jackson. It's the old Amari Stoudemire goggles he used to wear. I like that look. James Worthy likes that look. NBA Jam James Worthy also liked that look. <laughs> More Clippers talk coming up next right here on AM570 LA Sports. There, he erased it at the rim. Bye. Never had a chance. This is LA Clippers basketball on the official home of your LA Clippers. Your Los Angeles Clippers win 126 to 109 over the Houston Rockets at Staples Center. Clippers winners of 11 of their last 14 games now. 18 left to play. They seem to be peaking at the right time regardless of who is out there. It started with that defensive mentality. 
that T. Lou was driving into his squad's brain, it finally <laughs> resonated. It was received, message received post-All-Star break. They've been really good defensively overall, a top-five defensive team, and we know how good they are offensively, especially from beyond the arc. Welcome back into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Before we get to your calls, I want to bring in my friend William Updike, Will Updike from Locked on Clips. Follow him at Will Updike, U-P-D-Y-K-E, and Locked on Clips on Twitter. William, thanks for doing this tonight. Did you expect anything close to this level of production from Reggie Jackson this season coming into the year where he was out of the rotation at one point early on? I would say I, I wasn't that pleased with the re-signing of Reggie Jackson on that one-year deal in the offseason, and boy, uh, have I been pleasantly proven wrong. Uh, he continues to step up. I mean, he never knows what his role is going to be almost on a night-to-night basis. He's going to be the starter moving forward now, so that's that's solidified, but wow, his ability to come up and just provide instant production is huge. Uh, and it's not just his personal scoring. He also had seven assists tonight. Um, you know, it, there's there's an argument to be made that, uh, you know, offensively, he's, you know, he is the better fit with this starting lineup. Uh, unfortunate, you know, super unfortunate to not have Pat. Um, but, you know, the, the lineups, the, the plus minus with Reggie in those lineups has been good. Um, the starting numbers with him, uh, with Serge in the starting lineup, as well as uh, with Zoo in the starting lineup, are, are both positive. Uh, and I don't think that's, you know, I, I, I don't think that's by mistake. Clippers won by 17. Reggie Jackson had 26 points on 10 of 14 shooting, started 7 of 7 from the field. Uh, somebody else in this one off the bench who went 7 of 8 from the field was Terrence Mann. He was my player to watch with all the injuries going on in the backcourt right now. No Rajon Rondo. I'll ask you about him coming up here. But Terrence Mann, he was kind of primed for a performance like this. He had only played 35 minutes total in his last three games with Rondo back and Patrick Beverly. He plays 36 tonight, leads them with 9 assists, but has 16 points and just keeps making winning plays out there, Will. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I guess I was a little bit surprised to not see him moved into the starting lineup just with the absences. Um, interesting that they were, you know, trying to get Kennard get going, giving him a shot. But <clears throat> Terrence Mann, another guy who at any time can just step up to the plate, he's going to be just such a crucial piece for the Clippers moving forward, regardless of what happens uh, this year in the playoffs. Having that type of player uh, who provides that type of value on such a low contract is just the kind of thing that you need to be a long-term contender um, to sort of, you know, to, to sort of get that production um, all the way across across your bench and across your roster. There were a couple of strange things going on today because with the news coming out regarding Patrick Beverly and him being out for maybe a month or so with that broken left hand, uh, it could be really deflating. And they were down ten headed into the second quarter. Then they were down 14. Then they were up 23 nine minutes later. Have you ever seen a turnaround like that, a swing like that? I can't remember one that drastic. No, no. And, I mean, as fans who watch the team this year know, uh, you know, if you would have asked me to put some money down in that second quarter, uh, I probably would have uh, probably would have lost that bet tonight. So, uh, it, no, it, it was great to see. I, I think that... Uh, you know, you mentioned it up top, like Ty Lue just talking about 
bringing this sort of intensity defensively as well as just consistency is, you know, I, I hope finally starting to resonate. I'm, I'm really hoping that we can take out the, the Pistons as well and sort of end this home stand on a good run. William Updike is my guest. The cops are coming for him. You can hear the siren in the background. His takes are too hot. He does it for locked on clips. Uh, Will, I mentioned Rajon Rondo earlier. And let's be honest, a lot of Clipper Nation, they were not excited about the move or the trade at all. Oh, they get close now. <laughs> Lock your doors. <laughs> the Clippers did have 10 steals in this game, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, Will, how did you feel about the trade initially for Rondo, and how do you feel about it now, even though he wasn't able to go today? And they're just being overly cautious because he has been dealing with that hip, hip injury. But what were your thoughts on Rondo? So initially, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the deal. I got to be honest, it's really hard to sort out the the emotions when it first happened, just with it being Lou Will and everything. Yeah. It kind of struck me as one of those deals that, uh, it's you know, it's a gamble. It's a roll of the dice with, you know, how limited he had been there in Atlanta. Uh, clearly, the upside is there. Playoff Rondo, you know, is very much a real thing, but... It seems it, it just seemed at the time to me like a little bit of a gamble uh, that maybe wasn't necessary to take. But uh, after looking at his production in the Suns game, I mean, it, look, the way that he reads defenses uh, is just going to be a huge asset, especially if we're looking at missing Patrick Beverly for extended time, just having another of those type of leaders at the guard position who can read the game at such a high level is it's just invaluable. So, um uh, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I, I, I still have some hesitations about what we saw from in, in terms of the three-point shooting uh, in last year's bubble is sustainable. Uh, but either way, it's, it's, it's just another high IQ guy. Um, and clearly the team was, was very behind the move. Uh, we've heard from Kawhi time and time again. He, wants to, he, he thought that the team needed more of the sort of high IQ guys and uh, for what the Clippers could feasibly do in terms of moves, uh, they're really, I, I mean, I, I can't really think of a better high IQ guy that they could have gotten. And let me just say this, and it's not directed towards you or anybody else really, but in looking at him from three, his career three-point percentage just isn't indicative of who he is now. He has shot 36% from three in the regular season the last six years. Before that, it was 26% in his Boston days, his first nine. And the New Orleans Pelicans series, uh, well, two series uh, in 2018, he shot really well from three, over 42% with them, with a healthy sample size in the playoffs. Like, I... I just believe in playoff Rondo. I'm a big believer in him. He's five months removed from starting off game six, the closeout game for the Lakers, six for six. He's just big time. Let me ask you this final one for you here, Will. Uh, how much do you think seeding matters for the Lakers? Or excuse me, well, for the Clippers possibly running into the Lakers, I should say. Because that first-round matchup is a real possibility now. And the Clippers are a game and a half after tonight's win behind the Phoenix Suns. And what's interesting is Phoenix has the eighth toughest schedule left this season. The Clippers, the 29th. So they do have a path of least resistance here. How high do you think they can get in the standings realistically? Uh, I mean, I, I think that the two seed is still attainable. Uh, I don't think anybody, I, I, I don't think anybody is really usurping, usurping Utah at this point. Uh, I think that the two is firmly in play. If I'm the Clippers, look, the West is, 
incredibly difficult. Uh, anytime I'm going down it, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know that that's even a first-round matchup that I'd really want. But I, I still think that 4-5 or five is going to end up being a, a bloodbath in the West, and I think, uh, I think the Clippers would do well to stay out of that one. Uh, I, I think 2-3 is, is where they want to be, and if the cards so fall that they end up with the Lakers in the first round, I mean – I, I'm a so little bit more it. worried about the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the Western Conference Finals we were looking for, but if that's another way these two teams can tangle, we get that hallway series. Yeah, at this point, the Los Angeles Lakers, obviously, they're hemorrhaging a little bit, and they're still on a tough road trip right now. We'll see how, fall, how far they fall. But the Clippers are surging right now. William Updike, follow him at Will Updike, U-P-D-Y-K-E. He's at Locked on Clippers as well. Will, I appreciate you coming on tonight after the Clippers win by 17 over Houston, my friend. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Coming up next, we'll take a quick break here. 866-987-2570. is the phone number. Sorry, I just saw the Nicholas Batum stat that he had 17 points in 27 minutes. Took my breath away for a second. Big Daddy Nick Batum. His best game in a couple weeks. I think it's the first time in two weeks he's been in double figure scoring-wise. He has shown some quick chemistry with Rajon Rondo. If you watch that game that happened last night, Rondo was finding him for easy buckets. He was getting Nicholas Batum comfortable in his spots, and even without Rondo tonight, it kind of carried over <laughs> to tonight's game for Nicholas Batum, who also went 2 of 5 from distance and had one of those six three-pointers in the last six minutes by the Clippers to pull away and win 126-109 to 109 over the Houston Rockets. All right, coming up next, you will hear from Terrence Mann, and we'll get to your phone calls here on Clippers Talk on AM570 LA Sports. This is the official home of your LA Clippers. Avica Zubots detonates on the rim. The home of the Clippers. Where were you when the Clippers went on a 41-5 run? <laughs> it's just absurd. That happened. I had my friend Eric Steven with a PH. He's got a PhD in MLB analysis. He covers the Dodgers, True Blue LA, SB Nation. But I don't even know how much he cares about basketball. But I posted that 41-5 to run the Clippers were on. And he retweeted it and was like, what? What? There was a record scratch. That's just a ridiculous thing to happen. Within nine minutes, there was a 27-point turnaround by the Clippers. Uh, or they were down 37, excuse me. Don't want to short them there, 10. They were down 14, two minutes into the second quarter. They were up 23. Nine minutes later, they would go on to win by 17 over the Houston Rockets. They improved to 9-1 on the second game of a back-to-back. We got to petition the league. We need more playoff back-to-backs. <laughs> no, we don't. But uh, they're also 20-1 when scoring at least 120 points. They had 126 tonight. Reggie Jackson tied his career high. With three pointers made, he hit six of them. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Reggie Jackson, six of nine from distance, finished with 26 points. Jeff and Tarzana, you're on Clippers Talk with Adam Osland. How are you? Fine, Adam. How are you? Adam, what I really like about... You, you didn't even wait for me to answer, Jeff. You just blew right through it. You don't care how I'm doing. No, I do. That's why I asked, how are you? But then you just win. <laughs> 
You Bill Walton me. Are you ever happy? <laughs> you know, it takes one to know one, Jeff. <laughs> Continue. Okay. I No, I was concerned about you. Cause, yeah, I was certainly like you on the postgame show better than Brian Seaman. Whoa! <laughs> well, now I'm not happy. <laughs> hey, Brian well, okay. Seaman got you tickets to come to a Clippers game once, and he said you didn't show up. He didn't leave me the tickets. Uh, that's not what I heard. We'll get we'll, we'll get Brian on. Okay. There's anyway. two sides of the story and then the truth, a.k.a. me. All right, Jeff, continue. You are, okay. What I wanted to tell you is it's really good that they have more than Kawhi and Paul George and everything, that they can go to these players and they can perform well. And I'll tell you something. Uh, who's, who's one of the most underrated players is Reggie Jackson. But Terrence Mann, for a guy that's only been in the league for as long as he is, I think this guy's going to be a star and everything. And uh, what I like about that is that they can rely on somebody. But the only thing that worries me about the Clippers, like any other team, that's why Utah's ahead of the Clippers. You notice they haven't had very many injuries. Am I correct? Yes, they have been fortunate in that area. Right. And when you figure the Clippers are this close with that, is Paul George is Paul George going to be healthy if they have to play back to back in a in a playoff game? Well, they won't. You're not playing back to backs in the playoffs. There's the there's no scheduling uh, deal there in the postseason where they make you play back to backs. If anything, you're getting two days off here and there. Sometimes three days off. They drag it out, Jeff. Okay, but like again. Paul George has missed a lot of games this year. Am I correct? He has. He and Kawhi Leonard have combined to miss, I want to say, 23 games now. And they're still the three seed, just a game and a half back of the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Well, that that's the point I'm trying to make. If there's 72 games in a season and they miss 24 games total, that means they miss 33% of the season. Hmm. And I just could figure out how good this team would be if they would only miss two or three games and everything. That's the reason why the Lakers, as much as I don't like them, they would not be in the position they were if Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron were were not hurt. Injuries are part of the game. So I'm deciding uh, at the end of the season, it's not how good you are, it's how healthy you are. Yeah, you need a little bit of luck. We saw it a couple seasons ago with the Toronto Raptors, even when Kawhi was was playing on one leg part of the time. Uh, Clay Thompson going down with the ACL, Kevin Durant having the Achilles tear. Uh, it is a war of attrition at times, as the old adage goes. But Jeff did bring up Terrence Mann there, talking about what a star he could be in the future and how well he's playing right now. And Terrence Mann did get to his career high, nine assists tonight, and here was T-Man post-game speaking with the media. Hey, Terrence, how's it going? Um, you had career high, nine assists tonight. Um, how do you feel like you've developed as a passer this season out of pick and roll and transition, just how your vision has evolved uh, so far this season? Um, I think just watching film helped me develop, you know, seeing things differently, um, you know, seeing different gaps, different ways to get my teammates open and myself open. So I would uh, say a lot of film. Barbon, you go ahead. 
when you're having this breakout season this year and you know it was such an isolated arena and no friends or family could come and now your your mom and your parents can start coming how good does it feel to see her get to see you in person have this breakout year it feels great you know she's always been watching it from her from her couch um you know calling me after games and stuff like that but now that she's here you get to see it for herself it's a great feeling i'm sure she's happy about it um, i'm happy about it so it's pretty cool Law, you can go ahead you mentioned earlier this week uh, how you feel like you know, you're taking more of a leadership role on this team despite your years. And being that you stepped up more, like how would you assess how this team has played over the last month since the All-Star break? And where does this team need to improve in the last month of the regular season? Um, I, you know, I feel like we've been doing a great job executing um, our offensive sets. You know, I think we struggled a little bit in the beginning of the year just because, you know, new people, uh, new coach, you know, different sets and stuff like that. So I think since the All-Star break, we've done a great job executing. Um, what was that second question again? It kind of broke up. Sorry about that. Second question is along those same lines. It's about a month between now and the end of the regular season. Uh, what, what do you want to see this team improve on um, as – you have that last month to work things out before the playoffs? Uh, I think defensively, you know, we, we're doing a great job defensively right now. We can get a lot better uh, with our communication, our physicality, and just being on the same page. Mira, me go ahead. Hey, Terrence. Uh, wondering what your reaction is to the, the news about Pat and whether you guys have communicated with him at all today and just kind of what's going through your mind on that front. Um, you know, sad. kind of sucks. He just got back. I uh, can't really catch a break right now, but, you know, he, he'll recover fast. He's a strong guy. Um, he'll be there. You know, he'll be vocal. Uh, we're going to need his leadership when he's not on the court, you know, off the court. So, you know, I'm sure he's ready to, you know, attack rehab and get right back to it. There was Terrence Mann post game talking about Patrick Beverly there. Injuries are never anything you want to see, but the only silver line you can find is they offer an opportunity for someone else to step up, man up and take advantage of getting more minutes out there. Terrence Mann certainly did that in this game, as did Reggie Jackson. The Clippers win by 17 over the Houston Rockets. They're back at Staples Center Sunday night, taking on the Detroit Pistons. Tip time is at 7 p.m. We'll have Clippers countdown for you at 6 p.m. Before we get out of here, I do want to thank the Clippers organization, Noah Eagle, Brian Seaman. What's wrong with you, Jeff? Ralph Lawler, big brother Jake Warner, our head engineer at Staples, our head engineer here tonight in Burbank, was the fantastic Sam Zia. It's like the haircutting place. I used to go there. Oh, you can tell? Is that a joke? <laughs> Until Sunday night, starting at 6 p.m. with Clippers Countdown, I'm Adam Osland. We will talk to you then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.